Hello and welcome back, AIMP Pubcast listeners. On this episode, we sit down with the mysterious hit producer and hit songwriter, David Garcia, and the man behind the man, Nate Lowry. We'll get an inside view of the workings of Carrie Underwood, and we also learn what makes a great relationship work. Nate, I, I've always said, if there's one thing about Nate that, that, that your career, you identify talent like i have you have signed some of the the best young writers you find them early and you've been able to to curate them and, and move their careers up what what is it about david that you saw that you like man i can i can work with this guy and take him to another level we it was back in april of 2016 i went over to the studio and he was writing with um josh and stephen lee olson another one of my writers at the time and they had like a magical week of writing and they wrote some of my favorite songs. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know if any of them got cut, but I, it didn't matter. I mean, they're just, the songs were so great and I was just blown away by the sound of everything they just did. And then we started talking on the phone and then like two hours later of every night I'm talking to David, you know, and it's like, how can we work together? How on earth, because everything he was right with our guys, I, I thought it's the best sounding stuff. And I was like, how does this town, Nashville, how, how do they not know this, know him? You know, I, I'm, I'm really just processing all this now as, you know, we're, we're talking about this. Because uh, one thing I do remember when we first started working together was, you know, I, I don't, if anybody knows me, and by the way, this is a total Seinfeld like thing like i'm not against plaques in the studio or whatever like that's not that there's anything wrong with that i'm just one of those people that like i've never i don't do that you know what i mean um but for all intents and purposes you know i i've had a ton of song you know number one songs and in the past and grammys and all this double wars all this kind of thing all that to say when i started working with names like hey look like I don't, I don't want anybody to know anything I've ever done. Like, I just want to start, like, I just want to start from like, just don't say anything. <laughs> like I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather someone come in the room and not know anything about me, you know, than to have sort of any preconceived notion of whatever. And um, not that I was ashamed of anything I've done, just more of from, from the basis of going, Hey, let's, if, if I'm any good, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be good, you know what I mean? And I want to kind of, I want to be able to do this in a way that, you know, we don't have to use any calling cards. And and he actually agreed wholeheartedly, which I actually, instead of getting mad at, I found a lot of comfort in, which kind of made, because inwardly I felt like that was like really, that was the right way to go about it. And it's kind of funny because um, I, I mean, you tell me, Nate, how you feel about this from a publisher standpoint, but like, I really do feel that was a really, like, that was a really good thing to do because I worked, I worked my tail off. I mean, I knew I had a lot to learn when it came to country music and, and I knew I had a lot to learn um, just in a world where the, 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 uh, the co-writing uh, day job is like a lot more healthier because artists cut outside songs. So it, you know, I was coming from a place where it's like, Hey, get in with the artists. If you don't do that, 
you're up the river. And then I was like, oh, really? Like, you could co-write a song. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Kenny could hear that and he'll like, if he likes it and if he thinks it's like what he'll do, he'll do it. He doesn't, he doesn't care. It was such an interesting thing. And it kind of, it may, obviously it makes you a better songwriter. It makes you a better collaborator. Um, but I thought that was really, really, we, we don't ever get to talk about kind of this, but I, I feel that that was a good move. You agree? I definitely do. Was it the mystery of it? Obviously, what well, you don't have an ego with your success, or was it like you felt like you just needed, wanted to prove yourself in this market without worrying about any of the past success that, that drove you to this decision? Because it's a really unique way to do that. Because usually you lead with, hey, he's done this and this and this. He's so he knows what he's doing. But to go in at blank slate, was there a what was your driving thought behind that, David? Well, I don't, I don't do, uh, you, 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 uh, you definitely got after us to do this, uh, podcast Tim. So I would, you, I mean, you would not let us go. I mean, we had like, <laughs> I give you all the credit. I don't do a lot of these for many reasons, but, and I'm happy to do it. I will be a, a thousand percent transparent. And, you know, to be honest with you, Tim, there was no, um, brilliance uh, to speak about. I wish there was, but it was really a virtue of me just sort of being a little burnt on doing the same thing day in, day in after day out. And, you know, I think the term that, that might get thrown around when you do something for a long time is jaded, but I don't think it was that. I think it was just sort of, you know, knowing that, Hey, if I keep going down this road, which I've been down a thousand times, you know, I'm gonna, I know how I feel now. So I need some life creatively brought into me. And I didn't know really what I, what I wanted to do, or I didn't know what it was, or, you know, all I knew was, is that I wanted this to feel very similar to when I first started doing music in general. And the idea of that took away all the have to write a hit, have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it just made me go, Oh shoot, you could write this type of song and like people actually think this is good. <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's like, and what was really interesting to me, Tim, um, and it's the thing that I love about Nate till this day. Cause Nate, I think it has been, I think we're going on six years yeah. at this point. I mean, I've been in town for almost 12 years now, which is crazy to say. But the thing that I really love about um Nate Tim is that he just really likes music, you know? And like I, you, and I know that sounds kind of almost like elementary to say, but there's so many people in Nate's position that are very critical and judgmental of the songs that their writer writes. Right. And instead of seeing what is good in there and, and like understanding he already knows the process of the song that they write on day one versus the song that they write on day 300. Yeah. The day 300, that's going to be a better songwriter. I mean, we know this, you do something more and more, but one thing that just amazed me was, was how much enthusiasm and love there was for music and just songs, you know, versus everything always being under such a microscope. And that is like, you know, that is something that in my opinion, whether it's an A&R person or all the greats in town have that quality. 
Like, yeah, they may not green light the song, but they'll say, man, that's a great song. I love this song. You know, they understand how to balance. Like, I don't know if this is a cut, but damn, that's a great song. I love this song. You know, and there's this excitement for music. And that really did a lot for me. And um, that's really all it was, honestly, Tim. There, there was no, <laughs> there was no yeah. like take over the world moment that I had or I was hoping for. It was just trying to be inspired. And it was interesting through all those those decisions that, you know, that that's really, if I could say anything, is follow that thing. Because whatever will keep you doing this job for a long period of time is what you need to do. And I see that all the time with writers uh, is that it's like, hey, yes, go make the EP. Like, go do it. Yeah. Because if you take three months away and you do that, you may wake up the next day and be like, I want to write some songs now, you know? And that was, even if the EP does nothing, it did everything because now you're, you're back in the saddle for another two years. You know what I mean? The hardest part of this job, I think is keeping your creatives in a space where they feel that they're inspired and can create, which is, is vital, which is what I hear in all this is that you just reach a spot where it just felt like you're on the hamster wheel and and you needed a, a transition. And, and yeah, that's, that's what our jobs as, as publishers is to be, I think, is I always say my job is to take all the stuff out of your life that allows you to stay inspired and be creative. And so and also, you know, cheerlead. Well, I, I, if anybody asks me a lot of times I say, yeah, I'm just a cheerleader. My whole job is yeah, to cheerlead absolutely. my staff, cheerlead my writers. So um, I love that. I love that that was what kind of inspired. You were inspired to be inspired is a, is a, is a great way to put it. And I think that's a, a really neat. You know, from the outside looking in, it's like, I remember when you guys first started working and next thing I know, you're, you, you know, you wanted to be a producer in town and that was a big part of it. And it seemed like you went from, you know, obviously you, again, had your success, but you will just say you wiped that slate clean and you started off uh, new here in country. And the next thing you know, you're doing Carrie Underwood. I mean, you went right from zero to one of our top superstars. Like, how did that even come about? And I'm sure there was little steps to get there, but it just seems like just from the outside as a, as a, uh, guy in the business like how the hell did he just get carrie underwood's project like that's that's amazing and i know your music's great so i will give kudos to that but what's carrie like in the studio with you and now that you've done three records with her well you know i gotta say she she lived up to all the hype and you know what one thing that very early on i sort of realized that the way the easiest way to communicate with Carrie was not to actually say anything at all. And there was a lot that would happen in that space. And that sounds really weird to say, but if you've ever worked with artists that, and you're sensitive to a room, which is something that, um, you know, I'm just very sensitive to a room. Um, a, a, probably one of my dearest co-writing friends, Hillary Lindsay, whom Nate introduced me to as well. Uh, we almost are like, I don't know, we're, we're like brother and sister in a lot of way because we, we, we are on that sort of, we're very sensitive in a room, you know, and, and to what people are feeling. And so early on with Carrie, you know, the first time she, I'll never forget it. I mean, the first time she got up to the mic to sing, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> it's like, this is really this person. And it was, I mean, it was as good as you could, it could be. 
but the longer we've kind of put put some time in together in the studio, what's really nice, Tim, is you start to have these times where you really feel like you you na- you hit something in the studio, and and look, you you hope that these these moments happen all the time, but you know sometimes it's work. Sometimes you're like, it's not right. The puzzle's not right. Why isn't the puzzle fitting together? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? And when we would do vocals together, you know, I was amazed at after 15 times singing the song, she would just be like, I think I need to do a few more. And I'd just be like, like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why do you need to do that? And because I was so used to, and I'm not just saying regular artists. Now, obviously, Carrie's like on, she's in like a whole nother league of her own. But most of the time, an artist is like, hey, I, I mean, I got like 30 minutes. Can we get this? And and they're asking you, can we get it? And I'm kind of going, yeah, sure. I mean, can you sing it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so you're always on this thing where it's like, you know, you're in there. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, man, you got it? I mean, I got to It's like, it's it's very much a thing of, you know, and everybody's got scheduled. I get it. But Carrie was the first singer I met that I was, she really loves to sing till this day. I mean, it's incredible to me. I know that sounds crazy, but she really does. And um, what was really cool, you know, we've done, a, you know, this is our third record together and all that. Um, what really made this one really special was that we had um we had this song ghost story that actually ended up being the lead single and uh carrie this was like one of the first times where and i think she mentioned it in an, in an interview she did so she it was like one of the first times where we went we went pretty hard on it and and she was like and granted to her defense it, she she was we were going for something and she just i mean it's, it's one of my favorite vocal performances she's ever done like i feel like it's really really great but she like got, we got to this point and she's like i'm done no more I'm not doing it anymore and she walked out of the vocal booth and i was like cool like i knew that you know it was a pretty cool moment to get to versus from where we had first started because i knew she knew it we had both got to this point where it was like Yep, I'm not doing it anymore. You're gonna have to. And granted, she had already done enough. But the the point of getting to this point of where it was like there was a lot of trust there to be like, I know you'll, I know you have what you need. I'm not freaking out. So that's really great. And I will say to close this little thing up is that you know Nate, when Nate introduced me to Anne, that was that was a pretty life changing moment for me for a lot of reasons. But the main reason is because. Carrie's like an amazing person. I mean, it's a real letdown because she's not only this amazing like singer, she's not only, she, 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 she looks exactly the same in her life. She's also this incredibly centered, super like, so not a diva person in real life. You're just like, how can this be? This person's like incredibly like perfect. And what's really incredible about um, her is the people around her. You know, I can't tell you uh, Anne and and the whole team there, and it's a, and it's just it's a yeah. it's a tight crew. But I'll tell you, man, it is. I mean, Nate, we've had some great times with with 
with those folks. I mean, they are great people. Um, and so, Tim, when you get the privilege of being in there, you really do have a, a sense of kind of going, hey, everybody's putting 300% on the line here. And no one has to tell you, no one has to say a thing. You just already know that that's, what, that's how it goes. And I'll tell you, man, it's an experience to, to, to be working in that way. And so it, it's, you know, it, it goes past feeling like you have pressure. It's more of like, no, you, you, you want to look under every nook and cranny for greatness that you possibly can, because there's this like incredible energy of just, you know, of everyone that's around there. So it's, it's, it's quite an incredible experience, honestly. A lot of people listening to this are, are up and coming or getting their feet wet in the music business. Dave, I love to ask guys in your position, what is some advice you would give people to uh, that are getting in the business that want to be you, that want to be that writer, producer, and have that kind of success you have? Like, What's the best advice you can give the people coming up to, to get this rolling for themselves? Well, you know what I would say, Tim, and, and I think, because and, I remember this uh, like it was yesterday, you know, when you first start, you're look, you're listening to all these songs. You're a fan of music. You've got, you're probably a fan of certain songwriters, right? And you can't wait for the day that you get in the room with X or Y songwriter. And I'm not saying you're going to be disappointed because most of the really good ones are really awesome. But what you're, what you're going to find is, is that you're coming from a totally different place. You have a totally different perspective than they have. And you're probably trying to do something a little different, a little sideways, a little, you know, you're, you're probably not trying to paint the same picture that's already been done, although you just love what you love. And so what I, what I found in many great uh, songwriters that have sort of a, what I call sort of this arc is that if you really watch closely, um, four or five of them kind of come up together. There's always this sort of kind of, kind of ground up thing that just naturally happens, you know? Um, and they have, and, and you, you and your friends, if you stick with it enough and you, and I'm not saying you don't look forward to those to trying to get those great writers song because because it's important to be in the room with those people because in 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 two hours you will learn so much and it won't be on lyrics or melodies it'll be on completely other things that would have never you would have never thought of sometimes it's the things that they never thought about on the song that you love that they wrote and you're like dude how did you do this i mean it's da 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 i'm like well i never thought of it <laughs> i never thought about that and you're like really and you're just like, oh God, you know, like I got a long way to go. That They weren't even thinking about that and they arrived there, you know? So I, I say all that to say this, there's a good chance that the people you're writing with now, that if you, if you guys keep getting better, that y- you may go on a run together. And that's even better because what will happen, it may take a little longer, but this weird thing happens where everybody else now wants to write with you and your friends. <laughs> yeah. I say, find your class, always find your class, yeah. find your people. And that will, and that's historically been proven that all ships rise. 
The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey. Executive producer, Travis Myatt. Producer, Brandon Harrington. Mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production. <laughs>